Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nisoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you'd be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. What a joy it is again for me to come to your home and to share the word of God with you today. It's always a pleasure and a joy to have this privilege to come again and share God's word with you. We're going to begin today with, uh, with prayers. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again and bless you, Lord God, and pray and ask for your blessing upon this broadcast and upon those watching. Speak to us, Lord, today and glorify your name. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And um, I want to share with you today from the book of Isaiah chapter 14, the fall of Lucifer. And uh, chapter 14 of uh, Isaiah and uh, verse uh, 12 says these words, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Verse 15. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the peak. 16. They that, sh that shall see thee shall not only look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? Think of when you think about the fall of Lucifer, it will marvel you. And this was the angel, the cherub, that covered it. That was in the mount of God. And was covered himself with all the stones of fire. He had access to God. Access to the throne of God. And here we see him fall. There's much we can learn from the fall of Lucifer. Even as us humans. So if you can see there. You can see the, the five I wills of Lucifer. Number one he says. In verse 13 he says. For thou hast said in thy heart, number one, I will ascend into heaven. Number two, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Number three, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Number four, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Number five, I will be like the most high. These are the five I wills of Lucifer. And that was his demise. Uh, if you, he, 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 he thought that he will ascend, he will exalt, he will also sit upon the mountain on the north, he will ascend above the heights, I will be like the most high. But instead of going higher, he went down, 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 down. The next time you want to use that word, I will, make sure you really know what you are saying. Because this was the beginning of all evil and wickedness. This was the beginning of 
all the hell we see today, all the sufferings, all the pain, all hell and death and the grave and judgment and, and all things, sufferings, visible and invisible. This was the beginning of all evil. I will. I will. I will. I will. The next time you want to use the word I will, think first before you say I will. Make sure that you are willing the will of God. Because here, Lucifer taught that by following, you know, following his own will, instead of God's will and God's plan and God's purpose, that he will go higher. But instead of going higher, he went lower and lower and lower to the pit of hell. And so we have a lot to learn from this I wills of Lucifer. And if you compare the I wills of Satan, Lucifer, to the I will of Jesus Christ, there in John chapter 6 in the New Testament, uh, you can see there John 6 verse 38, and look at what the Lord Jesus said in verse 38. He said, uh, uh, for I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of, the, of him that sent me. And verse 39 says, and this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he had given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. The Lord is saying here, I came down from heaven. Not to do my own will, but the will of the Father that has sent me. Lucifer said, I will, I will, I will, I will. <laughs> oh my God. And John chapter 5, we can also look at that. John 5 and verse 30. And the Lord Jesus said, I can of my own self do what? Nothing. Say with me, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father that has sent me. Just imagine that. The will of Jesus and the will of Lucifer compared to you. And put your own will in the middle of it and see where it fits. And um, so the Lord was teaching us here. He came to do the will of the Father. And um, if you remember there in uh, Matthew 26, when he was there in Gethsemane. Matthew 26. Hallelujah. He was there in Gethsemane and he was praying. And uh, if you look at there, uh, in verse uh, in verse 38, then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. 39. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Even in such an hour of crisis, the Lord Jesus 
had his own personal will, but he chose not to follow his own will or desire or pleasure or purpose or pursuit or plan. He totally, completely submitted himself to the will of the Father, even when it required him dying for you and I on the cross of Calvary, even when it was suffering and pain and shame and humiliation. He said, Father, not my own will, but your own will be done. There is something today about the will that many people don't really understand the power of the will. The purpose and the plan of God for you and I is to reveal his will to us. In fact, there in the book of Acts, um, Acts chapter 22 in the New Testament concerning Saul of Tarsus. Acts 22. When Ananias, God's servant, came to talk to Saul of Tarsus after his experience at the gate of the, of, uh, of Damascus. Uh, verse 13, uh, verse 12, we begin from there. And one Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. And the same hour I looked up upon him. Verse 14, and he said, The God of our fathers had chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will, and see that just one, and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. The God of our father had chosen you, what? That thou shouldest know his will. God hath chosen you to know his will. He didn't just choose Saul of Tarsus only to know his will. Why did God choose you? Why did God call you? He called you. He chose you and I. Why? So that we might what? Know his will and carry out his will on earth. Sin is in the will. God's plan for you and I in Christ Jesus that you and I should willingly will his will. Say with me, willingly. Will his will. That when you are born again, you still have your will. When God made the angels and humans, he gave us the liberty of choice, the power of the will. We have the right to choose. We are not robots. We are not inanimate things. We are humans. And as humans, we have a will. And we can choose to align our will in the will of God or choose to align our will with the will of Satan, of the flesh, and of the world. Jesus came to teach us how. To willfully, willingly submit ourselves to the will of God. To choose to do the will of God from the heart. So, it is very, very important. And so here, the Ananias was telling uh, Saul of Tarsus, the Heavenly Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, have chosen you to know his will. That's why he chose you. That's why he chose me. And you and I as believers, our ultimate desire and dream on this earth should be to know the will of God and to willfully follow his will for our lives. You know, in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, he says, I have come in the volume of the book is written of me. There's a book written of you. All that God has prepared for your life is written in the book. And that book is put right into your heart by the Holy Spirit. The plan of God, the Holy Ghost, will guide you and I into the will of God. And this will of God is not something that once in a while we spend some long time fasting and praying and asking for His will. 
the moment we are established in the way of his will, his will becomes like a natural thing, an unfolding thing. A natural thing that unfolds and unfolds and unfolds and unfolds. So it is something that we should be established in and enjoy and willingly desire and pursue. We should find our pleasure and fulfillment and joy in knowing the will of God and in doing that will of God. Remember there in the book of John, John chapter 4, remember that story of the Lord Jesus and the, and the woman of Samaria. And uh, John 4, and the Lord was saying there that uh, basically the, uh, uh, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. And when the disciples came to him and said to him, Master, eat. And uh, he said, oh, I have something that I that you don't even know that I have, that, that makes me more happy than this food. And they were wondering, did anybody bring him anything to eat? John chapter 4, verse 32, but he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, had any man brought him out to eat? Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. My meat. Wow. My satisfaction, where I draw my satisfaction and sense of fulfillment, I find pleasure, I find joy, I find fulfillment more in knowing and in doing the will of the Father, which sent me than I can find in any other material things or any other source of satisfactions. My meat, my food, my pleasure, my joy, my source of joy and strength and nourishment is to do the will of him that sent me. You and I as believers in this end time, in these last days, as the darkness deepens on earth, you and I should begin to earnestly, sincerely, daily, in every part and area of our life, crave and desire as a drug addict craves drugs in his moment. As people today are addicted to all kinds of bondages and sins and, 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 and pain and shame, you and I should be addicted, totally, completely addicted to seek after and desire and require and to know the will of God joyfully and to do them. And for you and I to really know his will, the Bible, the word of God is the revealed will of God. We should desire to know what is written in the will. The New Testament is called the new will. The Old Testament is the old will. Now we can sincerely desire to know what is written in the Word of God. And ask the Holy Ghost to help us so we can joyfully, willingly be established. It becomes our way. It becomes the only way we know to live. But without that, we don't even know what else to do. We just sincerely search out God's Word. Know them and willfully, joyfully do them without waiting for God to twist our arms or scare us or, you know, frighten us. No, joyfully, sincerely, willingly in our daily life and activity, we desire to do His will. We derive our nourishment. We derive our joy, our sense of fulfillment in knowing and doing, in being established in the will, plan, purpose, desire, and pleasure of the Almighty God. The will of God for your life and my life is that we should willingly will his will in office in all times. So the Lord said here, my, my pleasure, my joy, I find my fulfillment in doing the will of him that sent me. Uh, and they, if you look at it again in um, Matthew uh, 6 verse 10, 
Uh, Matthew 6 verse 10, when the Lord was, uh, when they asked the Lord, teach us to pray. Look at what he told them. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in the what? Heaven. He, your will be done on this earth. Who will do it on this earth? When will that be? Now, here on earth, in your life, in my life. The will of God is to be done on earth as it is done in heaven. We as heaven's angels, as heaven's people, crave and desire and live by knowing, doing joyfully, freely the will of God. The same should be here on earth in your life and in my life. When we were not Christians, when we were not born again, we served the flesh. We did the will of the flesh, the will of, of man, the will of the devil, the will of the world. Now we are in Christ. We are in God's kingdom. We are new creations. You and I should willingly will and desire the will of God. Thy kingdom come that will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Now look at what the Lord Jesus said in the chapter 7 of Matthew. Hallelujah. Matthew 7 and verse 21, he said, Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Not all that says, Lord, Lord, I will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth, he that does and keep on doing the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Think about that. Today in the Christian world, hardly anybody, uh, there's not much teaching and preaching in the area. Sometimes we're asking for God's will when there's a kind of a special need in our life. So we can ask for God's will. But it should be the, the, uh, our disposition. The inclinations of our heart and mind should desire after knowing the will of the Father and joyfully doing them. In Mark chapter 3, Mark 3, and we can read from verse 35. And look at what it says there. Okay. In fact, the verse 32 says, And the mother do sat about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren without seek, seek for thee. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brethren? And he looked round about on them which sat about him, and he said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. Verse 35, For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and mother think about that the he that will do the will of my father so it is it is either we will like lucifer willed or we will our will in line with the will of god lucifer said i will i will i will and instead of going up he went down if you and i want to go up we have to will the will of god in fact there in um, in first john first john 5 and 5, I think verse, uh, verse 14, it says these words. Uh, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. If we ask anything in line, in agreement with his will, he heareth us. And we know that 
if, and we know that he heard us. And if when we know that if he hear us, then we know that he will receive whatever we ask of him. If we know that he has heard us, we are sure we we'll receive the answer. If we ask anything according to his will, we know that he heard us. In fact, there in First Peter he says that uh, that um, everything on earth will pass away, but he that doeth the will of the Father will endure forever. So the will of God is our security, is our defense, it is our protection. In this end time, where there are all kinds of demonic powers let loose, where hell is rampaging, where many are collapsing, many things are falling apart, even many Christians are in deep trouble and difficulties. And we begin to wonder, where is God? What is God doing? Sometimes when we are out, we're not in line with his will, we enter into trouble. Let's will, willfully, the will of the Father. There in Hebrews 10, in the New Testament still, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse, um, uh, we read verse, uh, verse, 10, verse 7 says, They said, I, lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. And in verse 9 he says, They said, he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. And this is what the Lord came to do. In fact, verse 10 says, By that will by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once for all he had his will he could have chosen to say okay this is too much now and listen the will of god that jesus christ did was not just in the area of healings deliverances miracles or carrying the cross or dying he did the will of god in every day of his life Every step he took, every thought he taught, every word he spoke, everything he did, he's waking up, he's rising up, he's going down, anywhere he went, he went, he, he walked all in the will of God. It was not just an occasional thing once in a while, you know, he does something in God's will. No, every part of his being alive was done in the will of God. What a blessing if you and I today can be established in the will of God. In Psalm 40. David said these words. He said, I have come to do the will. I delight in the will, O God. I delight in the will, O God. And, and what a blessing when you and I can begin to basically, sincerely, truly delight in his will. I delight in the will, O God. In fact, in verse, um, in verse uh, earth, he says, I delight to do the will, O my God. Yet thy law is within my heart. You see, when the word of God is within our heart, when our hearts are, are, are established in God's word, when we know the revealed will of God, the Bible is God's revealed will. Many times people are looking for God to tell them something, say something to them, show him their will in dream, in vision, revelation, when they're not even sincerely, desiringly to do this one that's already written in the Bible. If you cannot do what you've already seen and read, and have with you 24 7 how more can you do when he, he speaks to you in audible voice the more we are established or inclined to do this will of god the more he can speak to us when we don't really know exactly what details what to do he will reveal that to us but we must have the heart and desire and passion and drive to carefully study and understand what is written in the holy scriptures and the desire to do them then Whatever else we don't really know in any particular instance, he will reveal that to us also. I delight to do the will 
oh god what a blessing if you and i in this end time will really delight desire to do the will of god to be established in his will to walk with him in his will if you remember there in the book of ephesians chapter 5 ephesians chapter 5 and um, it says in verse 17 in fact, it says here um, um, in verse 17, it says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Don't be unwise. What does it mean to be unwise? Being unwise means not knowing the will of God. And so if we don't know the will of God, if we're not doing that will of God, we are not making the best of our time. We are not walking in wisdom. Walking in wisdom is being wise. How do we become wise? We become wise by knowing the will of God, what the will of the Lord is. Knowing the will of the Lord and doing them helps us to redeem the time, not to waste our time going around and around in the wilderness for 40 years. Only to, after the 40 years, learn the hard lessons and still come to do the same very thing. So we become wise by knowing the will of God and doing them. And then by so doing, you redeem the time. You don't waste your time. You make the best of your time by knowing and doing the will of God. And there in Romans 12, it said, it said do not be conformed to, this, to the way of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might know what is that good acceptable and perfect will of god my time today is almost is up and i want you my friends to really join me and let's see the work of god done in this end time can you just today pray and sincerely send a financial support to the address on the screen to help us stay in the air and what you've heard today many more people need to hear it I extend to you the hand of friendship and partnership. Join me and let's send the word of God together to the ends of the earth. And I want to pray for you today. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray for my friends that have joined us. That in their heart and mind, my be that steering desire and passion to seek and to know and to understand your will and plan and purpose for their lives and to walk in the plan and will live then for them in jesus name may nothing offend you if you, you are you are out of the will of god if you are dislocated out of the will of god now i pray that the holy ghost will bring you back restore you and establish you in the will of god where you come to the place where knowing the will and doing the will become your joyful daily dynamics may the lord bless you may the lord keep you and sustain you as you seek more and more every day to do the will of god and if you've not given your heart to Jesus, the Bible says it's not God's will that anyone should perish, but all should what? Come to repentance. So if the first will of God is to be, give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, say with me right now, say, Lord, I want to do your will. Forgive my sins, Lord Jesus Christ. Come into my heart and save my soul and lead me in the part of the will of God every day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. And again, see you very soon. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation.
Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and 